Section one of the service. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Schampf. The service by Henry David Thoreau. Part one. Qualities of the recruit. Spes sibi quique. Virgil. Each one his own hope the brave man is the elder son of creation who has stepped buoyantly into his inheritance while the coward who is the younger waiteth patiently till he decease he rides as wide of this earth's gravity as a star and by yielding incessantly to all the impulses of the soul is constantly drawn upward and becomes a fixed star his bravery deals not so much in resolute action as healthy and assured rest its palmy state is a staying at home and compelling alliance in all directions so stands his life to heaven as some fair sunlit tree against the western horizon and by sunrise is planted on some eastern hill to glisten in the first rays of the dawn the brave man braves nothing nor knows he of his bravery he is that sixth champion against thebes whom when the proud devices of the rest had been recorded the poet describes as bearing a full-orbed shield of solid brass but there was no device upon its circle for not to seem just but to be is his wish he does not present a gleaming edge to ward off harm for that will oftenest attract the lightning but rather is the all-pervading ether which the lightning does not strike but purify so is the profanity of his companion as a flash across the face of his sky which lights up and reveals its serene depths earth cannot shock the heavens but its dull vapour and foul smoke make a bright cloud spot in the ether and anon the sun like a cunning artificer will cut and paint it and set it for a jewel in the breast of the sky his greatness is not measurable not such a greatness as when we would erect a stupendous piece of art and send far and near for materials intending to lay the foundations deeper and rear the structure higher than ever for hence results only a remarkable bulkiness without grandeur lacking those true and simple proportions which are independent of size he was not builded by that unwise generation that would fain have reached the heavens by piling one brick upon another but by a far wiser that builded inward and not outward having found out a shorter way through the observance of a higher art the pyramids some artisan may measure with his line but if he gives you the dimensions of the parthenon in feet and inches the figures will not embrace it like a cord but dangle from its entablature like an elastic drapery his eye is the focus in which all the rays from whatever side are collected for itself being within and central the entire circumference is revealed to it just as we scan the whole concave of the heavens at a glance but can compass only one side of the pebble at our feet so does his discretion give prevalence to his valour discretion is the wise man's soul says the poet his prudence may safely go many strides beyond the utmost rashness of the coward for while he observes strictly the golden mean he seems to run through all the extremes with impunity 
like the sun which to the poor worldling now appears in the zenith now in the horizon and again is faintly reflected from the moon's disk and has the credit of describing an entire great circle crossing the equinoctial and solstitial colors without detriment to his steadfastness or mediocrity the golden mean in ethics as in physics is the centre of the system and that about which all revolve and though to a distant and plodding planet it be the uttermost extreme yet one day when the planet's year is complete it will be found to be central they who are alarmed lest virtue should so far demean herself as to be extremely good have not yet wholly embraced her but describe only a slight arc of a few seconds about her and from so small and ill-defined a curvature you can calculate no centre whatever but their mean is no better than meanness nor their medium than mediocrity the coward wants resolution which the brave man can do without he recognizes no faith but a creed thinking this straw by which he is moored does him good service because his sheet anchor does not drag the house roof fights with the rain he who is under shelter does not know it in his religion the ligature which should be muscle and sinew is rather like that thread which the accomplices of cylon held in their hands when they went abroad from the temple of minerva the other end being attached to the statue of the goddess but frequently as is their case the thread breaks being stretched and he is left without an asylum the divinity in man is the true vestal fire of the temple which is never permitted to go out but burns as steadily and with as pure a flame on the obscure provincial altars as in numa's temple at rome in the meanest are all the materials of manhood only they are not rightly disposed we say justly that the weak person is flat for like all flat substances he does not stand in the direction of his strength that is on his edge but affords a convenient surface to put upon he slides all the way through life most things are strong in one direction a straw longitudinally a board in the direction of its edge a knee transversely to its grain but the brave man is a perfect sphere which cannot fall on its flat side and is equally strong every way the coward is wretchedly spheroidal at best too much educated or drawn out on one side and depressed on the other or may be likened to a hollow sphere whose disposition of matter is best when the greatest bulk is intended we shall not attain to be spherical by lying on one or the other side for an eternity but only by resigning ourselves implicitly to the law of gravity in us shall we find our axis coincident with the celestial axis and by revolving incessantly through all circles acquire a perfect sphericity mankind like the earth revolve mainly from west to east and so are flattened at the pole but does not philosophy give hint of a movement commencing to be rotary at the poles too which in a millennium will have acquired increased rapidity and help restore an equilibrium and when at length every star in the nebulae and milky way has looked down with mild radiance for a season exerting its whole influence as the polar star the demands of science will in some degree be satisfied the grand and majestic have always somewhat of the adulatoriness of the sphere 
it is the secret of majesty in the rolling gait of the elephant and of all grace in action and in art always the line of beauty is a curve when with pomp a huge sphere is drawn along the streets by the efforts of a hundred men i seem to discover each striving to imitate its gait and keep step with it if possible to swell to its own diameter but onward it moves and conquers the multitude with its majesty what shame then that our lives which might so well be the source of planetary motion and sanction the order of the spheres should be full of abruptness and angularity so as not to roll nor move majestically the romans made fortune surname to fortitude for fortitude is that alchemy that turns all things to good fortune the man of fortitude whom the latins called fortis is no other than the lucky person whom fors favors or vir sume fortis if we will every bark may carry caesar and caesar's fortune for an impenetrable shield stand inside yourself he was no artist but an artisan who first made shields of brass for armor of proof mia virtute me vin volvo i wrap myself in virtue tumble me down and i will sit upon my ruins smiling yet if you let a single ray of light through the shutter it will go on diffusing itself without limit till it enlighten the world but the shadow that was never so wide at first as rapidly contracts till it comes to naught the shadow of the moon when it passes near us the sun is lost in space ere it can reach our earth to eclipse it always the system shines with uninterrupted light for as the sun is so much larger than any planet no shadow can travel far into space we may bask always in the light of the system always may step back out of the shade no man's shadow is as large as his body if the rays make a right angle with the reflecting surface let our lives be passed under the equator with the sun in the meridian there is no ill which may not be dissipated like the dark if you let in a stronger light upon it overcome evil with good practice no such narrow economy as they whose bravery amounts to no more light than a farthing candle before which most objects cast a shadow wider than themselves nature refuses to sympathize with our sorrow she has not provided for but by a thousand contrivances against it she has beveled the margin of the eyelids that the tears may not overflow on the cheeks it was a conceit of plutarch accounting for the preference given to signs observed on the left hand that men may have thought things terrestrial and mortal directly over against heavenly and divine things and do conjecture that things which to us are on the left hand the gods send down from their right hand if we are not blind we shall see how a right hand is stretched over all as well the unlucky as the lucky and that the ordering soul is only right-handed distributing with one palm all our fates what first suggested that necessity was grim and made fate to be so fatal the strongest is always the least violent necessity is my eastern cushion on which i recline my eye revels in its prospect as in the summer haze i ask no more but to be left alone with it it is the bosom of time and the lap of eternity to be necessary is to be needful 
and necessity is only another name for inflexibility of good how i welcome my grim fellow and walk arm in arm with him let me too be such a necessity as he i love him he is so flexile and yields to me as the air to my body i leap and dance in his midst and play with his beard till he smiles i greet thee my elder brother who with thy touch ennoblest all things then is holiday when naught intervenes betwixt me and thee must it be so then it is good the stars are thine interpreters to me over greece hangs the divine necessity ever a mellower heaven of itself whose light gilds the acropolis and a thousand fanes and groves end of section one